What's up and welcome to Champions of Lore, a show about all the kick-ass stories behind some Idol Champions cools, campaigns, and characters. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash Games, or later on your favorite podcast service, B. Dave Walters and Aaron M. Evans talk about all the Idol Champions lore that's fun to know about. If you're here with us live in the chat, you can leave a question that I, Trevor Bettis, will ask them later in the show. But until then, Aaron, B. Dave, take it away. Hi, I'm Erin M. Evans. I'm the author of the Brimstone Angels Saga, a six-book series featuring two of your favorite tieflings from Idle Champions, Frida and Havilar. Uh, I also played Havilar in uh, Idle Champions Presents, which just wrapped up. Uh, and I play Cecilia on Dungeon Scrawlers. Uh, B. Dave Walters, I say words about things. I come up with projects expressly to be able to spend more time with Erin. Um, <laughs> I was uh, the Dungeon Master for Idle Champions Presents, which will return... Good, good. And uh, do all kinds of stuff, but most importantly, tomorrow at 4 Pacific, Black Dice Society is starting on the D&D uh, YouTube and Twitch. We're going to be doing a little bit of Ravenloft. <laughs> just, just a smidge. Just, just a smidge. A skosh. A skosh. A existential dread. As soon as anything Ravenloft happens, it's just going to be on the stream just like... <laughs> I feel like all of us are living with a sous-saw of existential dread right now, by the way. Just, if we're just putting that out there, are, are we not all in a domain of dread right now? <laughs> Think about you, it. That's that's too real. That's too real. <laughs> I made it weird. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, yeah. How dare you talk about real things in this fantasy lore show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already getting in a mind of personal horror. Sorry. I have a knife to twist tomorrow. I'm practicing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, this is our, uh, uh, we're, we're doing an extra episode. It's the spring extravaganza. Ooh. Um, and we, we thought it would be fun to kind of talk about and recap Idol Champions Presents. Um, and, and all the cool things that happened and maybe all the cool things that didn't happen. So I want you to know something. This, I want you to know two things, dear viewer. <laughs> Uh, first of all, for whatever reason, doing this episode today just would not stick in my brain. I've, I've probably been reminded three times, and when my clock went off this morning, I still was like, what? Oh, so it's a perception filter. But last night, um, I was thinking about some of my favorite moments from the show, and I was repeatedly thinking about Havilar and some of the things Havilar said over the course of the show. <laughs> And, and and I got a little bit of a sad that I'm like, I won't see Havilar again anytime soon. So my request is I would like to know, yes. Zone of Safety, Havilar's recap of what happened to her. Over <laughs> yes, please. It isn't what Aaron remembers. It's what Havilar remembers. <laughs> All right. Are we doing both of them? We're doing... so Because so, it's two parts, right? Yeah, There's the unfair yep, and, yep. The and okay. they flowed right into each other. Uh-huh. It was, it was a busy did. week. Yep. Okay. All right. Really, Fortun technically, I guess it's like a busy like three days if you like it all. <laughs> yeah. No, we said they were with the, they were with the drow for we a did week. Hang out. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So first, I got an invitation from Freely to go to a party or a meetup or something. I didn't read that part. Um, and in this town, uh, Echo Bay was it Echo Bay? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, and I went and Frida was like, you shouldn't just go running off. And I was like, I'm going to go whether you like it or not. Just because you didn't get invited doesn't mean I don't get to go. So when I got there, I met Bailoff, who is a, a, a very impressive drow, who, who has a gin that I think might be his boyfriend, but I'm not clear on what's going on. 
<laughs> I met Ariza. She has the prettiest wings I have ever seen. And I've seen some wings. And uh, Black Viper, who has the coolest chapbooks ever. They're very exciting. I don't know if she'll like them because sometimes sometimes she doesn't steal the stuff. <laughs> and I'm not sure how she feels about that. And then She's stealing hearts. She's stealing hearts. And then Melf who was not still mad at me about the time that I made him attack a demon when he maybe wanted to do something else. <laughs> Am I forgetting anybody? I think that was everybody. Oh, I counted. It didn't count me. That's why. Okay. So <laughs> Freely was like, I got you here for a party, but somebody has a problem. There's this ship that hasn't come back. And I want to help this person. And people were various degrees of interested in that. I was interested because I was thinking sea monster fights. I don't get to fight enough sea monsters. I feel like I would be really... It turns out I am pretty good, but there's different levels of sea monster. I'm better at some than others. I need more practice. And we uh, watched a crab fight, and the crab flipped the other crab, and I'm still trying to figure out how to use that. But I think I can flip something with my glaive. I'm pretty sure. And then this priest figured that because Asmodeus is up in my business, that somehow means that I am on the same level as him, um, the priest who of Umberly, who does not seem very nice, but I got a present out of it. I got a, sa- a box that makes stuff. Particularly, it makes very good sandwiches. I haven't branched out a lot. I like the sandwiches. So then um, something weird happened, and all these geese showed up. And then we uh, fought the geese, and they made me queasy, because that's usually a sign there's some abyssal magic going on. There was definitely bad stuff. So we asked who might have done that, and it turned out there was a chapel full of those creepy priests. And we went there, and it turned out they weren't just creepy. They were were-sharks, or at least one was a were-shark. So we had to fight, and we fought. And then also the temple started filling with magic water, and Black Viper almost drowned without actually breathing water. And it was very creepy, but we fixed it. Um, and then we realized we had to, we got, saw a sign of a frog, and there was another building with a frog. And when we got out, Freely and Zuni were both gone, and we freaked out. And I freaked out the most, so I called the imps, who are sometimes helpful, but also, boy, do they mouthy. And they yelled at me, and I said, go find Zuni, and they left. And then Bubbles showed up the first time, because Bubbles kept coming, and Bubbles turned us, first she wanted um, to help me talk to Trevor, who is Freely's <laughs> tiny pirate, um, ty- or he's a parrot, and he has a pirate suit. And, uh... But it didn't work, and I sounded really weird and loud, and, um, well, at least everybody had to listen to me, but (laughs) it turned out Ariza could just talk to the parrot, which was really quite helpful, and if Bubbles had slowed down, maybe we would have figured that out, but uh, they said, (laughs) she said we all had, uh, no, then we had to go to the, the, the warehouse, warehouse full of gibbering mouthers, we had to fight those, that was a mess. Melf kept just attacking and hitting everybody. But I'm gonna hear that in my nightmares. Sorry, have a look. Yeah, but I stabbed it in the face. One of the faces. And then um Bubbles showed up. I don't remember if Bubbles showed up before that or after that. After that, because that was when the rhyming happened. <laughs> she made us look, we found a secret passage down to this cove that they were in she made us all look like pirates 
but then we had to rhyme. And I'm going to tell you, my brain does not want to rhyme. My brain wants to hit things with the glaive. So I had to think really hard, but everybody was talking so fast. So I kind of missed some bits of this. We went down. We met this drow guy uh, who said he was going to help us. And when we went down, he had a submarine. And the submarine was very helpful. But there were all these ghosts on the ship. And there was something creepy happening. And then there were monsters in the water. And I ran out on the water. And I um, attacked the monsters. Because Ariza was getting pulled in. And I was fighting the monsters on the water. Which was very cool. Until the shark jumped out of the water. Which seems unfair. Because it's supposed to stay in the water. And it bit me. And then anyway. We got on the ship. And we sailed out. And it turned out there was a dark ritual happening in the bottom, the basement of the ship, I think it's called. I'm not sure. But that's where Zuni and Freely were. So the matron hoist sail, who was the um, the super evil Umberly priestess that we were warned about, was doing this, this ritual. And it turned out that she was trying to call a kraken, which is like an ultra octopus. It's the biggest. <laughs> and it was grabbing the ship. And it was pulling the ship down, but it wasn't all the way there. So we were fighting it. And I was like chopping those, those tentacles and I was stabbing and slashing. And I was like, Black Viper, hit it there. And and we were doing all that stuff. Meanwhile, Bailoff and Melf were trying to break the ritual. Also, we pulled Zunia and Freely out real early because that was the important part. We did not want them to die. But then Bailoff got out of there on his flying carpet, which is amazing. And I also want a flying carpet, but I don't think Zuni can ride on it. So maybe not. And he flew out and he did this big spell. He did this big banishment. And he banished the Kraken. So we all didn't die. <laughs> and then we got on the submarine. This, by the way, is how Havilar recaps things. So I hope you were prepared for that. This is freaking greater than what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. In yeah. fact, when the next uh, Idol Champions Presents happens, this needs to play before it. Exactly. We need to cut this part out and play yeah. it before it. Just in case, like, previously on Idol Champions <laughs> <Yes>. Presents. <laughs> So, okay. so, yeah. right, so right. then we spent a while, like a 10-day maybe, on that uh, submarine. The red submarine is called the Scarlet Marpinoff, uh, which is kind of a strange name. But those guys, those drow are from this group. I think it's called the Bragan Darth. Um, and so they didn't, they, they were sort of like sneaky secret society a little bit, but also they were very nice to talk to. Um, I don't love being in a submarine particularly, but Ariza really doesn't like being in a submarine. It made her feel very sick, um, which I am sympathetic to because I hate being nauseous. It means I got to fight demons. So then the ship came out in this town called, uh, Harnsforth, I think. I don't remember great because as soon as we got out, there was a big party going on and the people were like, hey, there's a drinking contest happening. And I was like, you know, it sounds great after getting off a submarine in a strange town. Drinking contest! <laughs> so we all went to the tavern and Zuni had to stick her head in through the window because she would have knocked all the tables over. And there was this half-orc. Um, doing a drinking contest, and that was Briv. And Briv had a lot of fancy names for his drinking, but I forgot it for reasons that will become clear shortly. <laughs> Turns out Briv also has this friend, Alindra, who is a very fancy elf. She is also very pretty, and she knows a lot of things. She's also a little bit of a stick in the mud. I think her and Frida would get along. But <laughs> I... Took the challenge. I did the drinking contest with Briff. 
And there were three rounds. I only remember the last one because, like I said, it tastes like licorice and bad choices. <laughs> and except for one, I still felt like a winner anyway, even though it was a little hard to walk afterwards. <laughs> and then we heard um, the sounds of Freely yelling. So, uh, and then I said, Zuni, go find Freely. But he didn't think about the fact that Zuni was probably going to freak everybody out when she kind of tried to go. So everybody ran in and then we had to jump out the window. And it was a lot of mess. Uh, but we got out the window. So it wasn't a problem. And then we also heard there was another, another fire horse because uh, they thought Zuni was a horse. But that happens a lot. Um, because it seems a little less upsetting than that's a giant Nessian warhound. I understand. So we went and we found Freely, and Freely had a new friend, which is Cinnamon, the red panda. And she goes like this, and she's so cute. But there are these dogs that were menacing Cinnamon, and we are all like, what are we going to do? Because we don't want to just kill a bunch of dogs. That seems unfair, even though they are trying to eat Cinnamon, pretty sure. So we tried a bunch of things, but the two best things, I think, were Bailoff made an illusion of lots of red pandas which had were riding on these little one wheelie things and they had top hats and they had sausages and they had uh, steak and they were like look, 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 look. Um, and then Riza sang this song about booping the snoots of the dogs and she fed them some bar nuts that she had taken that I kind of wish she hadn't because I wanted to eat the bar nuts too. But I have a sandwich box, so I can always have bar nuts. But the dogs kind of got a little less hungry, and then they noticed the pandas, and they ran away, which was great because nobody wanted cinnamon to get eaten. Um, and so we were like, yeah, we saved the day, and we found Freely. But then we heard some noise, and there was this guy, and he was uh, some kind of a wizard, and he, I think his name was like Arbalest Buyer Clank or Alabaster Booty Clap or something. But he just kept yelling and summoning things. There was some spine devils. And I hate those guys. And Alindra uh, helped. Uh, she said, oh, I saw this. And and then Al, um, Baloth cast a banishment. And so one of them was gone. And so we only had to fight one. But then he called in a bunch of closets, too. And those were even worse because they're really annoying and they make me nauseous. So we fought those guys, all those things. Baloth killed that guy, Haberdasher Blanky Bark. I don't remember. But he's dead now. And that's a big deal because he was a serious wizard. And then, okay, so that was done. And then by then, all that bad licorice choice was wearing off. It was a lot of adrenaline. And this lady showed, oh, I forgot the part where the nightmare came. A nightmare came. That was the fire horse. A nightmare came, and it was mad, and it was going to attack Zuni. I didn't want that. So I offered her some whiskey. That slowed her down. Because she was a very pretty dog. She was a pretty horse. I think she would have. we could have been friends. But you know who was really good friends with her was Briv. Briv also likes big animals. And all animals, I think. Because he also loved cinnamon. So Briv talked to the nightmare and convinced the nightmare to calm down. Oh, also there were these guys who were trying to fight because they wanted Bailoth to notice them. Because that's Bailoth hires people to do that. So... So uh, the uh, nightmare was supposed can, to come back. What's can up? I just can I just insert one one important detail that you left out of your story here? Yes. Uh, you're very pretty dress. I did. Oh my goodness! I forgot Bubbles came back again, and this time she did not mess anybody's voice up. So I appreciated that. But she made us all look amazing for this party. I had a strawberry dress, a dress with jewel strawberries all over it. 
I had to cut some slits so that I could do my little leapy jumpy thing with the glaive, but it was worth it. Plus, I got to put the slits exactly where I wanted them. So I really, it was kind of better. And Zuni was covered in glitter. And Bailoff's had this big hair and these very tight pants on. Um, everybody looked amazing. And so then uh, that was done. But then another person showed up and they were like, oh, no, I have a problem. Because this is what happens when you're a hero. Everybody shows up and says they have a problem. So this lady came and she said, my husband has gone to prank the Frost Giants, which you would think nobody would do. But there was a lot of booze happening in this festival so i think that was part of it so we had to go up and see if we could save him there was a whole thing with some owlbears which i was still a little bit confused about but then we got there and the frost giant had imprisoned everybody but he left because because he was so mad that they pranked him because they put itching powder in his underwear that doesn't sound like fun especially if you don't know what's coming and then we said okay let's go back down so the guy that did the prank born i think bjorn or Bairn, Bairn, it was Bairn, took us to this log flume, and we had to build a raft, and we had to ride a raft out, it was so fun, and we actually even got to have a fight in the middle with some otters, except we didn't hurt the otters, because they didn't know any better, so then we got down to the bottom, and then, oh no, here come the giants, the giant and his ogres, and he was really mad, but actually, I think he was just really hurt right here, and he just had a lot of fighty feelings. So we did a little bit of like play fighting, like sparring, like get that energy out. Because sometimes when that builds up, you really got to hit something. And if you're a giant and you hit something, it's probably going to be dead. And so we talked to him and he decided instead of crushing the village and killing everybody in it, maybe we should throw a party. And Ariza planned an amazing party and we all did, we all helped and Briv had, an, had a delicious spread of food. And Bailoff made these amazing decorations of like lights and illusions. And Alindra taught the ogres to chill out and not go crazy. And then everybody came and there was foam. And I forgot another thing. Ah, Bubbles came back one more time and she turned us into pandas. So we were all red pandas while we did this. But we were fabulously attired red pandas. So that's how we saved Hornsworth and um, had a phone party as pandas. I, I'm going to be playing the role of Garlock as Havilar <laughs> drunkenly finishes that story. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Short episode because we can't follow over here. So uh, there you go. It's, uh, just see it. We'll see you Monday. Yeah. No. Did I leave anything out? Brava. Brava. That. <laughs> No, that's perfect. Yeah. Again, they should absolutely play that before the next one. <laughs> that should be the recap. That should that's still that that should be the recap. That'll be the whole pre lead up there is Havilar <laughs> recounting what happened up until now. Yeah. Nope. Very much. Loved it. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So no, really, better than I'd hoped. Thank you so much. Uh, can't even think. It's gonna live rent free in my head for for a while now. Um, so there was one uh, person that never that didn't get mentioned there in the midst of this sea of wonderfulness, uh, which is Iris. Uh, behold, oh, Iris. I forgot Iris. She's gonna be so mad. That's all right, <laughs> darling. You had a lot to keep track of. Uh, 
I want you to know, I viewers, this was literally my face through the entire run of this show. Anytime Havilar or Iris spoke, I'm just, I'm just so happy. <laughs> uh, I, I think I told you it so happens none of us are wearing our Idol Champion shirts, but you know that beholder on on the Idol Champions logo, that's Iris. Mm -hmm. So uh, she is available as. Uh, um, uh, Familiar, familiar uh, in in Idol Champions, and so that was why I described her as being so small because she's gonna be the even though I guess technically she's supposed to be a full size beholder. That's why I made her a, 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 a smaller one, and I knew. I needed to do something to make it clear that she wasn't an enemy because, you know, beholders generally are negative. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, I was like, how am I going to make her talk? And I truth this. And this happens more times than you would think, by the way. But when I opened my mouth and that's the voice that came out, I was like, here we are. This is Iris now. And it was perfect. <laughs> like, Absolutely perfect. She's an old lady from the Bronx. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know that we've talked too much about beholders because um, so. we, we haven't. I feel like we we got I, I, as far as I can tell, we got a list of four things on that list that we haven't really discussed. We haven't mm -hmm. really discussed uh, beholders. Uh, Halaster black cloak, alabaster or booty clap, alabaster <laughs> booty clap. <laughs> Thank you for blessing us with with yeah. what have oh our my God. name was by the way. That's. That that is gonna live in my head. Right now. I'm never gonna be able to play Mad Mage's Dungeon and not think that. Uh, we we have not talked about the the Breg and Darth, um, mm -hmm. uh, and I guess we've kind of tiptoed around Frost Giants, but there's definitely more to say. So beholders, beholders, uh, beholders, yeah, uh, beholders are um, aberrations. They're uh, aliens. Yeah, that's well, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. They're they're literally not from here. They, they don't mm -hmm. even. They literally don't even go here. <laughs> they don't even go here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, two two things that that I always find interesting about beholders is one, like it's 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 funny. This whole like thread broke out on Twitter recently uh, because nerds will fight about anything about whether or not beholders are racist. And I'm like, they're the ultimate supremacists. Beholders don't like other beholders. Like, I mean, like literally, like, literally the reason you cannot pick an eye stock to, to damage. The reason you have to roll was originally because the beholder knows more than the DM Mm -hmm. and chooses its own wow. ray. Mm -hmm. That is the reason why you have to roll mm -hmm. for which eye stock is used because the creators are like, they're smarter than you. Yep. Oh my God. With excellent mechanic. The other thing is there's a handful of monsters in D&D &D that are quintessentially D&D. &D, so much mm -hmm. so, um, uh, there's what's called the open gaming license where anybody can kind of use as long as you credit it. And then there's some things that are only D D exclusive and beholders are one of those things even though floaty eye monsters have shown up a lot of places they are never called beholders never. anywhere but dungeons and dragons yep if you think about it i i don't and i don't know what if any the mythological roots of the beholder are in fact them being D D exclusive there aren't any oh, like, Gary Gygax oh. was like, what if there was an eye with a lot of eyes and it was terrible yeah, <laughs> they, they talk about it in art and arcana which yeah. by the way viewers if you have not checked out it, it's it's fascinating okay. for some of the stuff that's yeah. in there i got a copy here somewhere that's true um <laughs> but yeah i re i remember there being something about behol beholders and getting the artwork for it and then be like that's we're doing that perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, can I interest you in an eyeball covered in eyeballs that shoots death? Yeah, this yeah. The, Yo, the the um real like just wiki prime Wikipedia 
uh, says there's no fictional or mythological basis for the beholder. That is entirely. Yeah. I mean, huh. again, yeah, I that makes that makes sense. Oh, that sorry. They're, that they're exclusive <laughs> to D and D. So someone yeah. named Terry Kuntz created it. Mm. It's a uh, beholders. So. I mean, uh, umber hulks, displacer beasts, uh, mind flayers. It's a fair, yeah, there's a, f- it's a fairly short list, but like yeah. those, those four are all on it. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because I have to be careful about what you do and don't say. <laughs> get you in trouble. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, they are they are aberrations. They're aliens. Like, again, aberrations are just not from not this from plane. Yeah, not from here. Mm-hmm. Um, they are super genius. They are absolutely like the ultimate supremacists. They don't like anything, including other beholders. Uh, the Xanathar is probably the most popular one, although Iris thinks he's very overrated, by the way. That's, uh... I'm so sad that I never got to do a voice for the Xanathar, so I don't know what he would sound like in my games. <laughs> the first one I heard is Todd Kenrick's Xanathar, which is, that's what Iris was referring to, like why he hates Friv and, uh, Bre- Freely and Briv and Alindra, because they went mm. to Waterdeep and got on the wrong side of the Xanathar. <laughs> and uh, Todd did him very derpy. Like, I am the Xanathar. You will do whatever <laughs> And I was like, really? This is where we, okay, all right. Well, yeah, and, the, and Chris Perkins' <laughs> voice for, for the Xanathar is like really like throaty and like deep. And I was like, I don't know. I think I would kind of play him a little bit more goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he's still a big he's old boy, though. So he yeah, is. I, I feel like, I, it's, you get a good resonance in that like fleshy ball. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain amount, like if if you sort of intrinsically believe yourself to be the pinnacle, right? Yeah. That that I I I completely believe that he does not care what you think of his voice or yeah. his look I, or his I, I, awesome I, goldfish. Yep. I, yeah, I, I think I was thinking about him like, what kind of voice would I do? And I'd be like, it would probably be some deep voice dude, but sounds like he's constantly trying to like scratch a cat behind the ear. <laughs> oh, you want the scratchers? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the 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 Elminster quote from Volo's Guide to Monsters was. Uh, um, think you weave cunning schemes and elaborate intrigues with fallback plans and positions. Beholders change, refine, discard, and spin anew scores of such plans all the time. To the average beholder, human intrigues are the fumbling of babies. Which is an important <laughs> thing, by the way. Um, that, that This is that whole like intelligent creatures act like they're intelligent. Uh, beholders are, are fairly still fairly tough in a fight um, with the things they could do. But um, this came up a lot with mind flayers and things that um, they're actually not that difficult if you actually fight them. So mm-hmm. they have no interest in fighting you. Like, I mean, it's like very difficult to get there because they are kind of yeah. squishy. So like they've thought this through in advance. So your beholders should act like that. You know, they shouldn't just be like, I'm floating through the cave shooting any magic rays. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 They, you, they, the party gets into the dungeon. Some beholder slides out. Din, 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 din. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize you all were coming today. Yep. <laughs> also, uh, going, uh, scrolling through the wiki here, just reminding myself, and it's got the freaking 3.5 art of all the different beholder kin oh yeah the beholder kin is yeah. wild yeah yep i remember the 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 lensman the one that just looked like a caveman with an eye in the middle like i wonder like okay as an aside i always wonder when wolves see things like chihuahuas and stuff are they very <laughs> happy or very disappointed you know because on a one on a, on a certain level you won the game. Like you get food and shelter, and like it's all good. But at what cost? You won the game. I wonder if it's almost at like, what cost? 
Well, and this didn't really apply. I don't feel like it applies for Beholder, but like if a wolf sees a chihuahua, is it sort of like a, the idea of a person in a horror movie seeing someone who's been horribly mutated by the eldritch evil? That's oh my god! Probably. Is it like, oh no! We are, yeah, we it, are the eldritch evil. It must be destroyed. Yeah, you know. And a Beholder's like. Oh, I've just now seen this lens man. Oh, yeah. oh that is oh, that yeah. is haunting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, little bro. Yeah, that was three point five, man. And you know, now that I know that again, all beholders look down on other beholders, they probably look way down on beholder kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do I do love gazers though. The like mm-hmm. the little softball sized ones. They're adorable. Yep. <laughs> then- okay. The kids I run a D and D game for um, have this bad habit of like digging through all the source books they can get their hands on while it's not their turn, and I can't mm-hmm. read them of it. But they found Xanathar's guide to everything and was mm-hmm. like, and they're like, oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> 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 he Love like, the goldfish. I do feel but, like but he. You know. I do feel like he deeply resents people wanting to give him like chin scratches, though. <laughs> you know, and then disintegrate beam. Yeah. No. You know- you know, it's weird though. I actually remember the first time I ever saw a beholder because I, 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 you know, I got into D and D late. I, I remember being a teenager at Target, and there was a Game Boy Advance box for Dungeons and Dragons Eye of the Beholder, and there was one of the, and I was just kept looking at like, I don't understand anything about this image. <laughs> yep. Oh, have you guys seen? There's a, I don't know if it was a dragon article or if it was something else, but like it was like an ecology of the beholder kind of like cutaway like mm-hmm. here's what the inside of beholder looks like because mm. it's a lot of eyeball mm-hmm. um, but it does have a mouth it does eat things mm-hmm. where does the digestive the digestive tract goes up behind the eyeball apparently i just that that job seems very fun to me here's this <laughs> thing that we made to look creepy tell us mm-hmm. how it would possibly poop you know <laughs> that comes up a lot like we we, how, we were there this with is PMI not even the Monday. first yeah. now it's not even the first time on the show nor this week. That's true. <laughs> yep. There are a lot of oh. people staying up at night going, what but? What huh? what but? What but? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just saying, here's the only reason why I've had to put so much thought into like what poops and how is, uh, you know what? I'm not even, I'm not here. I'm just going to write and chat. I'm not going to say it out loud here. Uh, here you go. Watch their faces. Uh, oh no! Because that's come up in games. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, not gonna say that out loud, kids. But... Inappropriate. <laughs> this is a PG thirteen screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I didn't do it. It was the players, but I had to know. <laughs> yeah, I had to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, so what, what was the uh, what was someone uh, else that we wanted to cover? Because um... Black Cloak. Black Cloak, the yes. Halaster Man. Abalaster Booty Clap. Abalaster <laughs> Booty Clap. As he will now henceforth and forever be known. Slain by Baylock. So, well, what's funny is, is like, that doesn't terribly go away from like the ridiculousness I did with Halaster because I did a level 20 game at the bookstore that I used to run games at for kids. And I, and I gave them all level 20 characters and had them fight Black Cloak. And then. I can't remember why. I think somebody banished him and he came back in like all giant and he had a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and, a, and like a straw hat on, but he still was fighting them with his normal magic. It's like Mr. Roshi from, uh, yeah, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, what, what's up with the Halaster man? Oh, what's uh, not up? I mean, he's, he is a, a wizard and the cheese is slid off his cracker, you know? <laughs> like, like, like he, he and Elminster are, are rivals. 
in oh uh, really i didn't know that oh yeah uh is he one of mistress chosen i think he's not i think he's just really powerful yeah he's at least 1100 years old yeah he um he is uh I would I would I'm like to I would like to point out some one thing. Uh, I know it has come up recently um in in sensitivity talks that no one should ever be referred to as mad, but Hallister is the mad mage. So this is uh, that is c- c- traditionally that is what he is known as. So he mm-hmm. is he is dangerously unhinged. So yes. to, uh, and it's particular to if he's in Undermountain, he's like like extra not yes. in touch with well, reality, yeah. right? Isn't he kind of bound there now i mean like, he, is he, not, he isn't he, you know oh i thought this he couldn't a leave character there. that's been in the realm since like go so yeah he's had a lot of back and forth he's got apprentices who are also extremely what? powerful wizards some of which are also trapped in under mountain i mean also he um, is dead because bailoff killed him everybody but, saw it right yeah. i was right there <laughs> so see yeah and he and he can't leave under mountain apparently he was he mm-hmm. was there yeah, I mean, happened. allegedly he died in 1375. Oh, but then he already came back. So yeah, no, he's like it. He had a bunch of like clones and stuff yeah. during the spell. I mean, he's got the same thing going as a Sarax god. At least a Sarax is actually a lich, but it's like you're killed until you're not. So mm-hmm. death becomes merely an inconvenience past a certain point of power. Although I think I think it's <clears throat> pending what happens to him in Dungeon of the Mad Mage is his most updated fate. I think, yeah. you know, so it's whatever happens to him at your table is the current ellipsis uh, <laughs> of Hallister's uh, fate, except for the fact that, again, he very clearly got killed by Bayloth the Entertainer in Hornfirth, <laughs> yeah. and there was a lot of witnesses. A lot. So many. You're going to have to figure out how to retcon that for your game. How to explain <laughs> what happened. Awkward. Because now it's canon. We- I lo- I lo- yeah, I love the idea that some DM is like, and then last or- some player at the table, that's not canon! <laughs> it's Sodom Idol Champion Presents and Aaron M. Evans repeated it. So it was said twice on the internet. Just is how it is now. Yeah. I love Off in it. the distance, I can hear Perkins having a slight aneurysm. What is that? <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, a a very powerful wizard, very powerful um, um, <clears throat> apprentices. Oh. His art is incredible because he really yeah. does look like a mad mage. Um, I love his clo- the the cloak of many eyes, but it's like all like messed up and like they look like fleshy eyes. It's yep. So cool. The, the cover for um, Dungeon of the, the Mad Mage is pretty then actually yeah. just to clarify under mountain mm-hmm. is a um a dungeon it's like tw- mega dungeon a mega dungeon it's like 24 mm-hmm. levels is that right anyway yeah, something this like is that. this creation of uh Hollister black cloak that he is entrapped by that is below um mount Waterdeep, mount hope now whatever we call it now um which is 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 under Waterdeep, right and this is a there's a way you can get to skullport which is the sort of underdark part of Waterdeep, through under mountain um Skullport yeah. is where the Xanathar is, yeah. usually. Yep. I'll connect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they, what was that? Who was at that party? Two adventures ago. Was it 2018? Was uh, Dragon Heist and Dungeon of the Mad Mage? Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, what was, oh, and then last year, last year was, uh, um, Icewind Dale. Uh, there he is. Ever is it the Mighty Trovis? <laughs> Mighty Trovis, still on the case. You know, um, he's also in the uh, 
I, I know him best from the Skullport expansion for Lords of Waterdeep. So good. Both mm-hmm. Pilaster and one of his uh, apprentices, Trobriand, the Metal Mage. Lords of Waterdeep mm. is a great game. So good. Yes. So, so freaking we good. We played a game of Lords of Waterdeep in my house the other day, and we all tied. We all got the exact same points. And my husband won because he had one gold coin left. And I'm still <laughs> just like, wow, that was bananas. Victory. I love that game. Yep. Yeah, and he does have a number of clones. So uh, now uh, I can make it simple for you. At your table is one of Hallister's clones now. Yes. Because the real Hallister 100% died during the Festival of Fools, <laughs> slain by Bayloth the Entertainer. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, I really hope that Mark never lets that go either. <laughs> just, I, I am can, killed. <laughs> I can verify he won't because at the same, <laughs> at, at, at the same D&D event uh, where Dungeon of the Mad Mage came out, uh, we did a one shot there of our show that was going on Theogony at Kairos and he guest starred as uh, Bayloth the Entertainer and they fought a Tarrasque and they caught it and he took the Tarrasque to the Black oh, Pit yeah. and ever since then Bayloth has had a Tarrasque in the Black Pit. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, you have not heard the last of that, that Bayloth did that, trust me. Yeah, 100%. I'm so happy. So um, happy about that. Um, although I know we don't have a ton of time, what else we also have not talked about is the the sexy shadow boys of the uh, Bregan Garth. <laughs> the sexy shadow boys. I love it. I mean, Braylon Braylon Jenkway was turning a lot of heads there, you know. So that's why. It's true. Ooh. It's true. He was. He was. They set a thirst trap in the caves. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I know we talked a little bit about the the Brigandarth with uh with Sarah Thompson um but uh yeah what so Jarlaxle leads them yeah did he start them uh, see this is why I come I come up with those curveball questions it's true history founding it was founded by Jarlaxle yep. <laughs> in, 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 yeah in the tenth century so they were like four hundred years of like swashbuckling. I, I will I will say that this um the Jarlaxle picture on the Breg and Darth wiki page uh looks sort of like a theater kid Calvin Klein ad. <laughs> oh now I have to go to accurate. this. Crop yeah. yeah. vest that's yeah. a little snug. L- 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 little something, yeah. I mean, but he's not full oh. over the top Jarlaxle, but he's oh. like... Yeah. Big he, spider belt buckle. That is, yeah, oh. exactly. That, that's Friday Night Jarlaxle. Jarlaxle, <laughs> hello. How are you? Yeah. Uh, but yes, Break and Darth, they are uh, ostensibly Drow mercenaries, but there are a couple of non-Drow um, members and honorary members uh, of their of their band. They are, they are pirates, mercenaries, um, kind of do whatever they got to do, like... Criminal, because Jarlaxle was very much an anti-hero, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I appreciate that it, I have not read all of Salvatore's uh, novels, but that came up, like, a lot. You know, it came up with uh, uh, Artemis and Trary, Jarlaxle. You're like, oh, you're so terrible, but you're so cool. Maybe we just kind of hang out sometime. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? It's like, Maybe I can fix him. Th- <laughs> there, there, there was a, there was a good, there was a good image on Twitter the other day. It had the, like this body rising up and like a spirit form coming out of it, and it said, "My moral compass leaving my body when the villain is sexy." <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying to find a way to get halter top Jarlaxle to show up in one of these games and I never oh. quite there are two things I didn't accomplish that I wanted to no. I didn't fit in Hugh Man's appearance 
and I didn't fit in halter top Jarlaxle. But uh, in my mind, halter top Jarlaxle wasn't wasn't in the Scarlet Marpanoth, you know? Like we didn't we didn't check, you know. Also, uh halter top Jarlaxle is living rent free in my brain from for eternity now. I mean, rightly so. Y'all, Google Jarlaxle and go to image search and see some of the old art and you will see halter top Jarlaxle. It's majestic. Mhm. Mhm. A very large head. Rain Darth has started out as being sort of uh, male drow who were from houses that had collapsed or who had been pushed out of their houses because <laughs> they have less political power in uh, the Underdark. And he's yep. like, cool, let's just start a club. And uh, now, yeah, now it's like mercenaries I- and pirates and stuff. I do love, um, there was a, there's a line in Waterdeep about the Brigand of Arth and Jerlaxle. And it says something like, Jerlaxle is weary of allowing female drow into the group because he fears that all of the men will start taking orders from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 drow, the drow are a matriarchal society. Yes. So, you can yeah. see that. Yeah. Like, Though when my wife found that out, who was playing a female drow in that game, she went, oh, really? so now here but this was another thing that it's like i know they're like cast off of houses but i thought and it has been a while i realize it's terrible for me to say out loud since i've done a deep dive into drow politics we should do that at some point they're fascinating Mm. people and and i'm not sure why the underdark isn't overrun by vampires because if i was a vampire i would would just i would go straight there and never leave that's the kind of lore hole I definitely want an episode to figure out. Like, what's put a, the answer? Put a pin in that. We'll come put back to it. Put it on the list. It. We'll send an email to ourselves. That's true. Um, and forget that we did it. Um, <laughs> but my understanding of when there were these drow house takeovers, one of the things you had to do was you had to attack the house and you had a single night and you had to kill everyone. Yeah. And if anyone survived, then you theoretically were legally liable for them. It was one of those things, like, if there was no witnesses, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, if one person made it out to say what happened, then you were, like, um, uh, you know, you you were uh, subject to the, 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 the punishment of drow law. So I'm like, mm-hmm. if there's any um, stragglers, I'm like, I don't know how there are any stragglers. I guess unless they ran and didn't come back, I suppose. I was going to say, like, the... This, the, the 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 sort of one word motto of the drow is survive, right? Like, I, f- I feel like I totally buy like, hey, I'm a low ranked male drow. My house mm-hmm. is coming down. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they're going after the matrons first. They're gonna make sure the people in power are done. If you're the guy who's like, um, the third son, I'm just sitting here waiting for you know the matron to tell me like what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you're the third son of the third son, but technically you're still mm-hmm. a member of House Dorn. And you're like, bye. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. Like plausible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah, I, I guess, don't know. That's interesting because that definitely feels correct. D- yeah. Also, th- maybe you just weren't home. That's true. <laughs> Imagine that. Like That's you're coming true. back and from the grocery store, do? like carrying, you know, carrying of like some baguettes and some like cave radishes and flames. <laughs> you know, you're like, like, oh no, cave radishes. 
don't know what that got me. You think of like that situation, right? Like mm-hmm. it's similar to like, oh, it's like medieval times and you're the last princess in the in the thing. You're just like, there is no, like the, the effort then of like, I'm going to get a bunch of people to listen to me that this isn't okay and I need an army and stuff versus I go to complain and someone stabs me in the back. And That's just, true. Yeah, no, we know, we know what this you're is. Like, also, no, the all, effort of this. That nah, was, that was Fraggle Rock callback number two today there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it, it so was. Good. Do that. Oh. Nothing better than a callback is a callback to a callback. That's it. Now, now I almost have to come up with like a Zverf Nablin community based on the Fraggles. Though. I'm very here for this. It's a, it'd be like gnomes that were the Fraggles, but Zverf Nablin that goes into Dark Crystal. Like you keep getting deeper in the mountain and it keeps Ooh. getting weirder. Ooh. Yeah. What would the doozers be? Because I feel like you need those. The little guys that build the, the things that they yeah. eat. The doozers are probably lesser elementals because they only do that one thing. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm going to clarify for Cassius 335 and everyone else, as long as audio listeners, the other Fraggle Rock references before we started rolling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did put it yeah, on Twitter. No, I, yeah, there's I, also I, one of Twitter. Yeah. The, the Welcome Home Uncle Matt song came up, uh, but right before we went home. Or right, right before we went live, which is yeah. an object, objectively good. Like, I feel like now, now, to layer it in, I feel like the Welcome Home Uncle Matt song is like playing in Menzo Baranzin, and you come home, you're like, yay, we're having a party. It's an execution. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yay! And then all the lights go out. You're like, oh, hang on. <laughs> Gag. Um... Be- uh, because I'm definitely trying to end this on time today because uh, Bardic Inspiration is starting right after us. Uh, let's check out what Chad has been doing the whole time. Uh, Pale Master says, I think Melf had a worse night, <laughs> is going to have worse nightmares about gibbering maws. <laughs> Melf almost uh, became one. Because again, if you get oh, yeah. eaten by a gibber, that's where the maws come from. So it was. It was on its way to an upgrade. And if you think I was not above executing a legendarily iconic character from Dungeons and Dragons, (laughs) you do not know me at all. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cotillo says, um, uh, "Can someone? Can we have someone dress up as Havilar and lip sync the recap, drunk history style?" And also, that is, uh, I'm putting this on here now, oh so that God. if it gets stolen, this idea came from me. I want to do drunk history, but it's people telling their D and D table stories as their characters. That would be delightful. I want to do it. It'd be hilarious. 100. <laughs> because I've totally drunk history in some of my D and D games. Licorice and bad choices. <laughs> Yes. It was that hunt master they were pouring up in there. <laughs> uh, Storyteller Mars. Hey, Storyteller Mars. I'll see you later tonight. Uh, hey, says, uh, so when is Alabaster Booty Clap coming to the game? <laughs> see, I need it. You, you put me in an awkward position here because he absolutely died and everyone saw it. And yet, and yet, the world, need, he had clones, clones. Alabaster booty yeah. cloak clone. Boom. Done. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Done. Somebody tell Dylan. He's busy. <laughs> Dylan, to- it's happening. Normally he'd be watching, I'm sure, but he's a busy day today with the spring, he uh, is- the spring extravaganza. Azanda. Uh, uh, Eric Remy Jordan. Hello, Eric. Oh, How you doing? Hello, Eric Remy Jordan. Hey, hello. Alabaster booty cloak. There you go. Also, <laughs> also uh, you did this, Eric. <laughs> when you're wondering, Wait. how did this happen? You know. I just, I just love how quick that was. Oh, hey, Eric. <laughs> Alabaster Booty Club. 
I must have booty clap. Sorry, but yes, yes. Oh yeah, booty clap. That's a booty clap. I know. I yeah. said it. I said booty clap too. No, that's the that guy. Screw that guy. Yeah. Alabaster booty clap is the um, true power. So uh, he he has question. What pronouns do beholders use? And I've kind of always left it up to whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah. I, I think feel they're like ostensibly. You can yeah. A beholder being like, I don't use pronouns. You will always well, use my name. Yeah. We didn't talk about this. Aren't beholders born from other beholders' dreams? Isn't that oh, like, like how it various, is? Various things. It's like some weird cosmic mind messery. Um. So yeah, I, for like I've always played it as like it's whatever they say it is, and any other time I've always referred to beholders as they in a game. Yeah, because um, I think biologically they're asexual. I think even Xanathar yeah. is the Xanathar. Yep. You know. Uh, hang on, let's see the notable beholders. Do we uh do we have any uh? Yeah, no, none of them seem to have. There's there's uh oh, good luck pronouncing these. Uh, Glormoglula, Glormoglula, uh, sure. large Luigi. Uh, Large Luigi, a rare non-evil beholder who was one of the most enlightened entities in the multiverse. Womp womp. Uh, Maxim, I need him. Uh, Zabesh, um, and Xanathar. So there is a beholder god called the Great Mother, um, who in the wiki article is a she/her. But it turns like it sounds like the beholders don't have a name for this entity and hmm. um that the mother is more the fact that that she's considered their progenitor mm. um i bet in what oh what language do beholders speak they're, they're telepathic they probably don't even talk to each other i mean they they, 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 they use words like, rather yeah they just use images and emotions oh they do speak beholder beholder yeah. under common and deep speech yeah, oh. I bet there are no pronouns. Well, yeah, they're beholder from Hakatha, the Beholder Discworld in the far reaches of realm space, where they're apparently like indoctrinated in being evil. <laughs> like they're act they're not just born evil; they're actively taught to be evil. This is another thing. Like, like beholders hate other beholders. The beholder at childhood and adolescence period cannot be very long, because otherwise. It's like those fish that lay eggs and then eat them. Can you imagine Xanathar with like some big like wire braces on his face and like <laughs> one thick thick glass and like acne as he's going through his awkward phase? <laughs> oh no my god! I will create an infinite thief kill. I will destroy everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, that's that hundred percent how he talks. I, I did that. Hey, that's all Todd Kendrick Xanathar. Um, I did not do this. I did not do this. But inexplicably, in the Beholder wiki, it's see also Cibriex. Oh, no. Juicy no, Boys Unite. No, Juicy Boys Unite. Wait, hang on. Uh, hang on. Uh, this does uh, actually no. say that no, the Great don't Mother do is it. the source of other Beholders. I know what he's doing. I don't no, want him to do it. Going. There it is. Oh. There it is. It's all it's it. all dripping onto the disc there. Whiskey, no, boneyard. No. Oh, wait, these come out. These probably these might be today. It was supposed to be the end of March, and we're fresh out of March. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the whiskey's boneyards. If you can't get a juicy boy yet, you can be able to get one soon. It is so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last two I'm going to read before we start doing our outro. Dark Serial says, Champions lore colon, how does it poop? <laughs> <laughs> We're asking the real questions. 
We are. We come with the hard hitting questions. And then uh, lastly, Cassius335, a Bailoff versus Alabaster rematch would go great. Quote, I've killed you drunk. It would pr- it'd be a pleasure to kill you whilst we're sober. <laughs> there it is. Done. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, we need a Bailoff um, uh, Alabaster uh, battle rap. That's it. Oh, yes. He is an entertainer. Oh, my God. Mm hmm. Uh, that is going to do it for this extra episode of Champions of Lore. Uh, 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 B. Dave, Aaron, where can people find you? What awesome things are you working on? You can find me on Twitter at Aaron M. Evans. Uh, you can catch me on Dungeon Scrawlers Wednesdays at 6.30 Pacific on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrawlers. Um, today we are doing our special archaeology-themed episode as we explore Myth Drenor with our professional archaeologist DM. Um, but I know that runs up against Spring Extravaganza actual place. So you can also catch it, the VOD on Twitch or on YouTube. Yes, e- nine to nine all day today. So like all yeah, day, it's a just busy day. Leave the tab open, and something <laughs> wonderful will be happening all day. Uh, I like how you said that, like Red Foreman on that time. You can literally cruise the vista. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Too much good stuff. Yep. Uh, B. Dave Walters. I say words about things. I'm somewhere doing something seven days a week. Now I have to come up with more stuff just to have more opportunities to hang out with Aaron. Maybe we should do like a podcast or something. I don't know. Hey, something. That's weird. Hmm. Oh wait, one of those got announced on Monday. <laughs> Oh, you know, oh. Let me say one thing, and then I will hand it back to you, Trievor, to announce one of the things that got announced. Uh, uh, I'll, two things. I'll Well, really just one thing. Yeah, Tomorrow, yeah. Black Dice Society, for Pacific, tune in, Ravenloft. It's going to be a whole thing, uh, D&D, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, we're going to be doing a charity game for world builders on the 10th, but I got time to talk about Ooh. that next week. That's, yeah. that's the next thing. This is tomorrow. <laughs> Four o'clock. Please be there. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, the three of us announced on Monday that we're doing an- another podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, a podcast called Writing About Dragons and Shit, because that's what we do. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I do say that some people were confused. We're, this is not a show about writing D&D adventures. It's about writing fantasy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's going to be starting up soon. You can follow the uh, the show on Twitter at About Dragons. Uh, we'll find out when we're going to start stuff up. And you can send some questions and stuff. And uh, there's going to be a lot of tangents. There's going to be a lot of, what? No, lot very, of tangents. Very that's structured. We'll have, it, we'll have an outline. Very just beat by beat by beat. We'll just knock it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, so go check that out for sure. I did love that earlier. Uh, somebody put in the chat. It was uh, our green paradox. B Dave knows how to do everything but say no to a project, and that's. No, just <laughs> okay. Wait, first of all, first of all, I have a number of questions. How dare you? Well, this is the funny thing. No, 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 this no, no, is no, the no, funny no. thing. Just because it's true doesn't mean you get to say it. Okay. <laughs> No, B. Dave, I haven't told you this. So I, I originally pitched the show to Erin, and she was like, you should 100%. I was like, I was thinking about seeing if B. Dave wanted to do it. And she's like, you should 100% do it. So I emailed you. And because I told her, I'm like, I don't know. He's like really busy. And then you're like, I'm down. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Here's the worst part about it. I literally like, I will look in the mirror and I'll be like, okay, no more projects. We're good. We're, we're, we're full up. In literally today after this, Phone call about a new project. <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I hope what they want. <laughs> 
Uh, I hope you all are excited about that. Be sure to follow us on the, the Twitters, not the Twitter grams because we didn't make a gram because we're writing and that would be weird to post pictures up. Um, uh, let's see. You could also find me on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that will be the pictures. It's just us doing this. It's all yeah. just gifts of cats. Bring <laughs> it on keyboards, yeah. Uh, you can until then. You can catch me on the podcast Difficulty Class every Friday, and you catch me tonight with Storyteller Mars presents a fistful of death, where I'll be playing Garlock again. The gang's getting back together. And speaking of that, right after this, Bardic Inspiration Live, twelve to one. After that, one to three is Mars's Guiding Hand. Three to five. Gar Wars Guide to Everything, 5 to 6, Margaret's Magnificent Dev Q&A, and then Storyteller Mars presents A Fistful of Death. I'm super excited. I hope you all stick around for that because it's going to be a blast. Uh, thank you to Jay, as always, for modding and doing a fantastic job. Uh, and thank you to Codename Entertainment for letting us uh, talk about some D&D, especially extra D&D this week. Um, if you missed any part of the show, it's still going up today as a podcast at 2 p.m. That's right. I'm going to work on this as soon as we're done here, like always. It's a Monday, but it's a Wednesday. It's confusing. What's up, you, Dave? I need to say uh, thank you to Jane Sasha for modding Idol Champions Presents. I think yes. I only said that out loud once, but thank you. Thank you for that. Helping wrangle our particular chaos cats. <laughs> <laughs> That is what chat should be called, mm -hmm. particular chaos cats. Um, yeah, and if you have any suggestions for uh, future topics that you want to hear us talk about, you want to hear us talk about more about Boulder's poop, I don't know, send it in to Champions Lord, go to entertainment.com. Or don't. Um, but yeah, stick around for the rest of the day. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and uh, yeah, until uh, next week. Oh, oh, got one more? I bet they poop in cubes like sloths do. Oh, my God. What? Take that with you until Why? next week. Why did you You're welcome. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Until mm -hmm. next week, champions out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>